All right, so we are back at Chance Bending. It's going to be a good one today, JD. Man, it is. (laughs) It is. How are you, man? Everything is good. It's a sunny day. It is a sunny day. It's been raining too much, man. What's going on in LA? I know. it's. Uh, we don't pay these taxes to uh, to have this type of weather, man. Shit is ridiculous. <laughs> well, uh, I'm excited to announce we have another startup review for you today. So we are going to be talking to Trish Bain. And Trish, how are you? Hi, I'm magical. How are you? You're magical. Magical. One of the better answers we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trish, uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, just you know, just a quick fifteen seconds. I like to I like to hear the way that people explain who they are, and then we'll start digging in. We're going to ask you some pretty tough questions. We're going to get to your startup, which is called Flores Lane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Trish is in the candle business. We're going to talk about candles, how you're making it happen, but give the people a little bit. Give the people what they want. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So uh, I am a 30-year-old female from Cincinnati, Ohio, living in West Hollywood. No. um, (laughs) So I actually am a 30-year-old woman living in West Hollywood. Um, (laughs) But I am – who am I? Uh, God, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Um, But that's kind of – How about this? Let me ask you a trick question. Sometimes I pull this out on people. So what what was the last song you played on Spotify? Oh my god. Yep, we had to ask. No, it was it's like some sh- song by Shine. I was watching a Jam Master J um documentary. Wow. And, like how he was murdered. And so I was just going through the archives of my iPod iPod uh, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening to old playlists, and that's what came up. I don't remember what song exactly. I'm impressed, JD. I'm really impressed because I felt like I'm probably the only person old enough here to know who Shine is. Nah, Trish, young Trish is pretty hip, man. <laughs> she the forces she got on right now. Zoom in on the forces, Alex. Oh, my God. Yeah, she I ran know. forces, listening to Shine. I mean. I know. Some flavor here. She does it all. They're some, mustard some flavor. forces for um, the people that can't see. <laughs> Well, uh, let, let, let's get into it. Why don't you tell people at least what is Flores Lane? Um, you know, okay. So my spiel is um, it's a sustainable luxury brand. So basically, I moved to LA and I didn't know anyone. When was this? Five years ago. So yeah, five years ago. So um, I actually moved here completely randomly. Um, I got into a doctor because I have Lyme disease. Okay, let's reverse. Yeah, I have Lyme disease. And um, so I was on an IV for eight hours a day for two years. And I was um, in a program with the Mayo Clinic and a couple of other um, affiliates. And so my doctor met my current doctor at a conference, and they talked about my case because it was so unusual. And so the long and short of that is... um, I told my mom I was moving to California and I found a place on Craigslist and sold everything I owned and moved to California without knowing anyone. Wow. So, so how old were you when this happened? Um, when I got bit by a tick or when, when, when you decided to come to, to the, the promised land, 25 years old and your only goal really was to, to get healthy. Yes. Yeah. And to be employed. (laughs) 
that was like literally all of my mom cared about. She was like, just get a job so that I can't, I just can't support you. I just, no, because my mom is a single mom. So she was like, you went to college, you have a degree in English and you have a degree in interactive media. So go do something lucrative. <laughs> I mean, I know we're laughing here, but I feel like this is really serious, which is like so many people are like you, right? Where they're yeah. somewhere in the Midwest, they're somewhere around the country, something happens. Mm -hmm. They need to figure out what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. They're somewhere in their 20s and oh, yeah. it's time to figure it out. You know, there's a scuba diving metaphor that I like to use for this. And it's if you feel sick and you're underwater and you're dizzy, they always say to blow bubbles and follow it up so that you can just get back up. And so I blowing bubbles and moving to California was me getting to the surface and being normal again. And it was the most life-changing thing I could have done for myself. It was good. Wow. So were you scared as hell? Were you like, what am I doing? When you got here, were you yeah. like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> where am I? I, I? Yeah, I'd never been to California before. I'd never been to Los Angeles. I didn't know anyone. I had no idea what I was doing. And I just got off a plane and was like, cool. So let me redo my resume and apply for jobs. And then I applied for um, a communications manager position down the street from where I lived. Um, and it was a tile manufacturer. And I got the job after like four interviews. And I was like, what am I doing? Okay, cool. I don't know. And they hired me and I walked to work every day. And it was so much fun. <laughs> really? So, all right. So you're loving this job. Yeah. You're making things sort of happen. You're establishing a presence out here. Yeah, 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 totally. And so then walk us through, like, what was, how does Flores Lane? Oh, my God. What, what, what was the leap? <laughs> so I told you I didn't have any friends when I moved here. So I was spending a lot of time indoors. And so I took a candle class, candle making class to save money and save money on candles. Because I, let me rewind. When I was sick, I would always burn candles because my mom is obsessively burning candles all over our home. And so I felt good. I was like, oh my God, this is home. This is my mom. This is like this nostalgic feeling of healing. And so when I moved to California, everyone was burning soy and there's like all these hippies out here with these expensive candles. And I was like, oh my God, these are great, but they're $200 a piece and they don't last long. La la la. I'm working, but I was spending like $250, $400 a week on candles. On and I'm like, candles. I'm like, what am I doing? This is like an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. You truly have to be out here in Los Angeles to understand how much money you can spend on candles and juice. Mm -hmm. like, no, like, it's, it's real. Straight up creation. Creation and hit me for a few racks, man. Yeah, like what's the craziest, <laughs> what's the craziest juice you've, you've, you've acquired, um, Jordan? A blue algae CBD water. <laughs> See, I Wait, knew it. what? Yes. <laughs> Creation. I'm giving y'all a big shout out. They took a lot of my money. But yeah. <laughs> they took a lot of your money. It's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, Los Angeles. You can spend any amount of money now. I, I thought it was only juice, but I'm adding candles. Yeah. To, to $400 yeah. for a candle. Oh, that's like not even the most expensive candle. We can talk luxury candles if you want, like for real. Wow. So, so $400 is like a middle class candle. That is yeah, crazy. yeah, totally. That is crazy. I know. All right, so so your mom candles remind you of your mom. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. promote health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And so what happens? So I take a candle class, and I'm like, I'm gonna make friends 
or at least meet oh, some people. I see. I see. So you take the class to yeah. meet people. Yeah, and I was the youngest person in the class by like thirty years, and there was there were just old women. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't. Yeah, you're like I'm gonna meet a great guy in candle class, and you met like sixty eight year old, yeah, seventy four year old oh, ladies. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and so that's what happened and I just got really good at making candles and so I was sending them to people I was gifting them because you know who doesn't like candles and then um my friends were like these are pretty good yo and I'm like what okay cool you want more (laughs) and so long and like long story short on that I opened an Etsy shop wait 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 I want to back up this is actually really important what so because this moment for most entrepreneurs is a really, really big deal. Like I actually, uh, I've created products. Mm -hmm. Um, I sell products on Amazon and I love to tell people, sometimes I've had a very hard time getting my friends and family and my mom even to use (laughs) things. Like they'll they'll always try, Mm -hmm. they'll Mm -hmm. always try them. But I've very rarely had my friends and family come back to me and be like, hey, can I get some more? Oh my God, that's my problem. People send me their empty jars now and they're like, can you refill? And I'm like, damn. See, JD, to me, this is like a magic entrepreneur moment because this means that you have something. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was like, my because my mom, she's she loves candles and she's very sensitive to smell. And she was like, these are phenomenal. And I was like, mm. she's spoken. <laughs> like and so and my sister she's really allergic to everything and she's like always at their inhaler and she was like none of these candles bother me what's going on i was like they're soy yo they're soy and no one in the midwest had been introduced to soy really so yeah walk us through more of this so did you set out to do that deliberately did you no, know that no well i was just about to ask you this trish like can you get into the background of how you you know, actually, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dude. totally. Um, so I was testing all these other candles out and I noticed that my body was reacting and I'm so sensitive because of Lyme disease and everything that I'm going through. I had 58 unrelated symptoms that I would chart for my doctors for progress. Mm-hmm. So I have to be so careful about what I'm eating, what's in my house, what I'm drinking, filtered or unfiltered water will affect the way I live. It's so dumb. So I was noticing that I would burn a certain brand of candle and it wouldn't make me feel as exhausted or feel with the headache or pressure under my head or eyes. And then I was realizing that all of the candles I liked were natural and they were more expensive. And I was like, of course, I just love expensive things. And But actually... Um, it had a lot to do with the quality of ingredients. And so when I was researching how to make candles and what to do, I noticed that soy just wasn't out there. And if it was, it was priced so high that it wasn't attainable for a normal person. But it wasn't that much more expensive. It was just the marketing of everything. that, And I just didn't understand why a natural product wasn't attainable by a normal person for a normal price point. And it just blew my mind. And so what I did was I sat back and was like, what if I just create a normal, attainable, good-looking product for normal people so that they can buy it and be normal about it and not save their candle for when people are around or like when they're in the bath only. And it's like, why can't you light the candle that you wanted to buy anyway? 
when you just feel like letting it. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds so simple, but it that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's and, and those are the best insights, right? Which yeah. so so the insight basically was that a natural ingredient like a soy candle was being sold for way too much money mm-hmm. over basically for marketing reasons. Yeah. And and you could go in and, and you could do it for less money and yeah. create a, a as good or better product. Yeah. And the thing that I realized is it made people feel good because they were like, this is such a nice vessel. This, what is going on? This is such a great presentation. And I'm like, yeah, it's Get one. Trish, yeah, like. put your put your businesswoman cap on for us. You know, this is chance bending. We're all about entrepreneurship. Tell us like the first steps as you began to educate yourself about like, okay, you're learning about mm. um your product, but when did it turn into a business for you? When did it like, you know? When I realized I was sending people fire, I was like, Oh, oh oh shit. <laughs> so I was I was looking at the legals of yeah, that yeah. and i was like okay so i should probably put a warning label on this and then get an llc of some sort so i'm googling by the way everything can be found on google if you know how to correctly search we've heard that multiple times <laughs> and, from our startup reviews google yeah, right <laughs> yeah yeah most people are like well dr google yeah, <laughs> it's the best business school i went to <laughs> and like but i i have a degree in english and i have a degree in interactive media and the only class i ever took in business was business law because i thought i wanted to be a lawyer i don't know um so that was that and so my lawyer instincts were like um you're gonna get sued and so I was like, I'll just figure this out. And I was looking up everything, and then I just got the basic package on LegalZoom, checked out. LegalZoom again. Second, second shout out for LegalZoom. LegalZoom. I mean, we're gonna have to do business with LegalZoom. Yeah, they're great. Be a sponsor they're, I, I think we have to work out a sponsorship. No, it's wild because I called. Um, they accidentally charged my card, and so I called them last year, like. No, actually, it was last month, last year. Um, And I was like, hey, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, that's so funny. I know this company called Flora's Lane, but they make candles. And I was like, wait a minute, that's me. She was like, what? Oh, my God. And I was like, where are you? She's like, New Jersey. I was like, that's so crazy. Wow. (laughs) I know. What a moment. I know. I was like, oh, my God. That's wild. Yeah. Well, but there's still stuff you're leaving out. What? what are, yeah, I, I, oh, okay. I'm just trying to learn how you, how we're sitting right here with these candles. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So then um, after I sign up for an Etsy account, I was like, let's take pictures. And then I'm like, how do I build a brand? Mm. And how do I how do I get into the community was my thing because I didn't know anyone still. I'm just a random girl from Cincinnati slaving away on candles in this kitchen. And I'm like, what is going on? But I don't know anyone. So let's make candles. Like so then I was researching how I could get into the Melrose Trading Post because that was the only thing I activity I ever did outside. <laughs> because uh-huh. you were around people and it was pre-curated so everyone had to be there and be normal and i was talking to one of the vendors and she was like just call this chick she'll get you in you just have to have a seller's permit went back on legal zoom was like what is seller's permit mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like we already sent you one it's coming and i was like can it get here faster because i just sure. and so 
So then I was like, what does someone do for a pop-up? And I'm looking at these people's displays. And then I was like, how many candles do I pour? Where do I buy a table? Do I buy a tent? So I get there and, well, no, the night before I'm filling 150, 200 mason jars from Target, Walmart, wherever I could find the same mason jar. And then I could price them. Yeah, you're like, those aren't mason jars. <laughs> no. no. So so for, for people listening, we have five candles in front of us. They're beautiful. Uh, they're in, uh, let's see, we have four in dark jars and one in a light jar. Yeah, light they're black jar. and white. Yeah, they're black and white. Uh, beautiful labels. We're going to get into some of the details there, but uh, just wanted to let you guys know that. Uh, please <laughs> proceed. Proceed. Um, and so I was just buying mason jars because I couldn't source anything locally that looked the same. And um, I filled them with basic fragrances like green apple, teakwood, jasmine, you know, the good stuff. And then I went to the Melrose Trading Post, showed up, put them out on a table, and I sold out of candles. Really? So wow. your first day, day of selling? Yes. But I think, okay, truly, I think it had a lot to do with the price point because I did like two for 25 and it was like mason jars of candles. Who wouldn't buy them? Yeah, incredible deal. Well, yeah. And then I went back the next week and people from the week before, they showed up and they were like, we're so glad you're here. I'm going to buy some for gifts. And I was like, wait, you remembered me and came back? What? It was crazy. So then I was addicted to it because I was like, who's going to come back this week, you know? And <laughs> you got hooked on that. Yeah. yeah. It, well, it, it was also my way to be social with an excuse. Right. <laughs> I don't know, because I didn't yeah. know anyone. And I was like, this man that's 74 is making me a custom dress. At, I'm going to show up and trade him candles. Right. Right. No, but really, yeah. they were my friends. They were yeah. my people. And so, um, yeah, that's actually how I started was the Melrose Trading Post and Etsy. And then um, I got my first wholesale request and they were like, so um, can you, we sell these in a store? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> sell them in a store? <laughs> They're like, no, we're gonna buy them from you and then resell them and it's your brand. Is it still in a mason jar at this point? Yeah. And wow. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess there is a wholesale opportunity here. And I was like, okay, wait, you can't sell mason jars on shelves. Yeah, you can, but how am I going to do this? And I'm marinating on this because this isn't my full-time job. Keep in mind, I have a 40-hour-a-week job as a communications manager like for a, almost a billion-dollar company. And I'm just making this all up in my kitchen and just showing up at a market every weekend selling candles like i i love this story. yeah she's uh, a gangster i'm yeah. like what am i doing <laughs> and so i'm i'm like okay cool so i'm talking to a couple of my friends that work out in new york and they're like just rebrand i was like what does rebrand mean i don't have a brand they're like yeah you do oh keep in mind my company's name is flores lane i live on flores street <laughs> mm. So, so you had that name from day one, though. Yeah, the name. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was gonna be Oh Boy at Soy. Oh, <laughs> oh thank God, thank God that didn't happen. I know, I know, I know. My friends are like, you can't do that, and I was like, there's no one out there with that name. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I don't know. So, um, you know, when you're talking about scent, I realized that people always talk about memories or locations, and no one had really made a company of like 
nostalgic memory and location. And they, you know, there were limited edition city series and, you know, whatever. But what I thought was really interesting is I was describing my new home to everyone and I couldn't describe it with words anymore. And I would be like, I'm going to send you a candle what I think this smell like Malibu smells like on the beach. And so then I just started recreating scents and feelings and places with scent, which is so weird. And I was like, I guess locations are a thing that that's a stroke of genius i mean what was the inspiration there did you was it just something that just hit you yeah i mean i honestly sat back and was truly like what inspires my sense and what am i doing when i'm describing and i'm selling to people am i triggering a memory am i trying to relate on what level and so i realized that everyone always when they're talking about a sense like a sense of smell or, you know, a taste of something, they talk about their files in their brain, which are their memories. And so that has a lot to do with location. I think one of the most important lessons here that I'm hearing is that you have to have an incredible product and you you have dialed in the product so well here, um, but that takes time. And like, I haven't heard you say anything about the business or the potential market or money, oh, no. right? You were just so focused on making an incredible product. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it sounds like you had this this stroke where you realized that you could combine scent with mm-hmm. location mm-hmm. and it feels like something magic happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, how do I manufacture something consistently with that intimate approach of like, um, I don't know if act- if people know this, but Aston Martin signs the engines of all their cars, and I make I sign all the bottoms of my candles. Mm. And so, like for me, it's almost like a stamp of pride that someone has touched this candle. Mm-hmm. And if you turn it over, you can see who made it. And if it's not my signature, and people will still say, "You didn't make these candles," and I can tell a difference. And I'm like, ah, "There's something wrong then." And I'm like, is it just because the name? I don't know. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but so I was looking at consistency, which is um, a big thing for me. And I was like, how can I create a product that's handmade and and give you that individual experience that people loved, but but on a grand scale and make it affordable? And so I thought about my packaging, and that's where this came into play. Um, I noticed that a lot of men love candles, but they're afraid to approach them because it's a typically feminine or more feminine type of thing to like be into aroma and body care and skincare and like how you look. And so that's why I went with a black vessel and a white vessel because you'll have more masculine or woodsy scents in a certain jar, black. And that way men feel like they can approach it and they're like oh wow this looks so strong and masculine but then you'll get a woman and be like this is so sexy and chic and feminine <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just psychological so anyway that's where the black and white comes from and then um stamping each one's stamped so this is a template and then i hand stamp them all and so that was my way of making each one unique because there's no two candles like on the market. That's incredible. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's and looking back at it, I'm like, damn, 
I can't believe I did that. But it, for everyone following along, what's what's your website? Usually we do that at the end, but I want people to see it while they're listening. So um, shopfloreslane.com. Shopfloreslane. Spell it for us. Um, S H O P F L O R E S Lane L A N E dot com. Awesome. Instagram yes. at Flores Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have to look at these because they're beautiful. They're one of a kind. They have your signature on the bottom, and you can just tell <laughs> that you've taken care here, right? Even in a crowded field, right? Yeah. Candles are fairly crowded. Yeah, someone right? told me it's $40 billion. I don't even know, actually. I couldn't tell you. Um, I don't know if that's a bad or a good thing, um, but it's a $40 billion annual industry, and it's something like you just are encouraged to burn away. And yeah. so, I mean, why not have a great jar that you can reuse, drink out of, use for brushes, keep? Yeah, what I love here is like, when I heard your story, I, yeah, I heard only a few details. I was like, oh, do we really want someone doing candles on our podcast? And it's like, absolutely, because oh, yeah. you in a crowded space are standing out. And that's really, really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so so fast forward, so so, things start to happen for you. Yeah. Um, so I have, I put out a Los Angeles collection, which was West Hollywood, downtown LA, Silver Lake, you know, whatever. And then I pop up again at Urban Outfitters, like space 1928 or something like that. They're all low, they're all numbered. And I gift them a set of the original Los Angeles collection. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like whatever. Wasn't thinking anything about this. And I get an email from corporate, like corporate headquarters in New York and Philadelphia, um, like a week later. And they're like, hey, we got your samples. Would you do a New York line with us? Mm. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> they were like, because this is a great idea and we wanna do New York. Like that's where we're gonna test it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, let me come up with some ideas. And so then I just came up with six more locations, sent them samples, and then they were like, cool, would you do this? And I was like, yeah, what? And then they were like, cool, so can we put in a purchase order for like $50,000? I was like, yep, 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 <laughs> yep. So um, I filled a 5,000 candle order. So what was that feeling like? I was shitting my pants because like one, it was like one of my first huge wholesale orders. Two, I had no idea what I was doing because I was working a full-time job still, keep in mind, um, this entire time. I was reporting to someone else for 40 hours a week and then after hours on weekends I was doing this. So um, I was stamping until my hands were numb every night and I was, then I started to just pour candle. No assistance. This is just you doing it. When I had one a friend, but okay. yeah, like I mean, right. it was no no other person other than me full time, and I was I was going to bed at like four a.m. and waking up at eight a.m. and going to work. Like I felt like I was hungover or drunk, but I was just so tired that I was like. What is going on? Hey guys, everything's great. Are you feeling happy at this moment, or are you? I have. Not, I feel no way. Confused ways. or like confused, um, yeah. nervous as hell. But like, also, you're just so far in it, and I mean that like you're just focused and you're like, 
uh, you're focused on just getting through the day at this point. You're like, okay, how am I going to stay awake till 4 a.m. and get everything done? It's fine. It's cool. And then you just prioritize and you just go and you're just going. And that's how I've managed. Were you having like cash flow and inventory issues or was was that part of it? I worked a full-time job. So I had no cash flow issues because I was able to support myself monetarily, um, which is also good business advice because I have seen other people try to either get a business loan or just max out their credit cards and hope for the best. And I think it's worth the struggle of trying to work a job, keep your sanity and your credit and do your your side ventures so that you can just be able to afford it and live. That's how I did it. I mean, it sucked for a year and a half, but now I work for myself and I'm in charge of my own destiny. And, you know, like I don't have credit card debt and I, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a normal person and I could get a business loan if, you know, someone comes to me and is like, I need you to fill like a $3 million purchase order. I could go to the bank with a purchase order and be like, yo, this is what's up. Right. And that's how it's done, by the way. I found that out when that happened. Mm. You know, <laughs> I don't know. And like I'm looking at my guy friends because some of them are venture capitalists and of like huge companies. And I'm like, so what happens now that I have this order? And they're like, go to a bank with the purchase order and show them the promise, the promissory note and say that you need this to complete it. You get terms when the terms happen, the purchase order is filled, you get paid, you go back to the bank, you pay out, you know. I didn't know that was a thing, though. <laughs> well, and why would you, right? Like, you've never gone through that. Yeah, right? no. You know, I don't know. I thought people had, like, mortgages and stuff, and that was that was it. But no, there's, like, a whole realm of economics that I don't even understand yet that Google hasn't So what advice me. would you give our audience for people that might be at that moment, like... Were you? Are you trying to learn everything you can? Is it? Is it Google again? Is it like? You know what? What um, were you doing to like to get smart? I was listening to everyone I could. I was asking questions, and I was asking everyone the same questions. Like my mom, she's a banker. Well, was a banker. She's now a second grade teacher, but she has the business acumen that you need to understand business strategy as well as cash flow. She's a single mom, raised three daughters when she was getting a master's degree and work two jobs. That woman knows cash flow, you know? <laughs> so sorry. Um, but like, I I was talking to her about this and she explained it to me, but then like, I think it's because she's my mom. I didn't get it. I was like, you're crazy. I'm gonna go ask someone else. The person gave me the same the same answer. And I was like, I still don't understand. Cause I, it honestly, I just don't understand when someone said something to me, I'm a very visual learner. I'm a very hands-on learner and I have to either do it myself or not at all, which is kind of weird. Um, so I'm finally understanding now cause I've gone through it and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just trust these people and just go forward and just keep learning. And I've realized that no one actually knows what they're doing. We're all imposters. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that in and of itself, if you believe in yourself and you actually have the means to complete your goal, don't let anything stop you. Yeah, yeah. And so you're feeling it now. I mean, when when you first sat down, you were talking about like trying to find a job and being in California. And now all of a sudden you have 
large purchase orders from Urban Outfitters. You're staying up all night. You have a product that's fire. Uh, big things are happening. Yeah. You're talking about banknotes. Like, this is a crazy transformation. Yeah, but, like, I still, I at the time, I was still working for someone else full time. And I, so it just didn't hit me until I would say this past, no, September, August, when I was on the cover of this magazine, my lab, not me. Shout out where women create. Biggie, oh, Biggie was awesome. on the cover. Biggie. Awesome. Yeah. Like the rapper. Um, yeah. I have like a weird block carving of him on the wall and it just so happened to make it on the cover of this magazine. It's so funny. Um, but I just, everyone was so proud to know me. And I was like, why? <laughs> why? And like, I, I was like, wait, I guess I did do something. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding you. I'm so far in it like that I don't even know what day it is sometimes. Where I'm like, I was in, I was in Forbes like gift guide. And I was like, why? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, where I'm like, what am I doing? Wait, no, guys, I, this is all I, on the internet somewhere. <laughs> you know, like I'm just making it look nice in a vessel. But then I was like, imposter syndrome is like a real thing where you think that you're just fooling everyone with yeah, your ideas. Yeah. And you're like, no, wait, this is actually my idea. That's real. It came from here. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't I just believe in myself for five seconds, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm now in my groove because like I'm realizing that I'm earning my own accolades and I don't have to worry about, yeah, I'm learning from someone else. But that doesn't mean I'm stealing their idea, you know, like, right. Uh, I don't know. It's so it, weird. Yeah. It's taken, it's taken me a while as well to learn that, which is like, yeah. guess what? Learning is learning. Yeah. And like, it's, I always was like, Oh, I saw that somewhere on the internet. I'm, did I steal that? And yeah. it's like, well, that's sort of how life works yeah. is like, it's, it's a series of learnings and then you're putting it together in a unique unique package you're repurposing right there's only so many musical notes there's only so many letters in the alphabet it's like how you put it together yeah it's so true but to, yeah to just talk about like um <clears throat> again to back up with being saying like today i know that you um have done a few things with someone like leanne rhymes and <laughs> different yeah. stuff like that so like is that i know the first ingredient to that is is you having the amazing personality that you have. I think that to oh, go stop. with this story is like you have to be a, like I mean, who moves out here from Cincinnati at twenty five and five yeah, years later this is with you know, Lyme disease. Yeah, you gotta have something in you to some do that. Some kahunas, you right. know, some balls. But um. would you would you attribute a lot of it to being like taking advantage of everything that comes with LA, like being having access to people like that and. You know, I would say I am just keeping it real and that is just happening and I'm just going with it because I my intentions are so pure and that's the whole point of my brand and my being is just being normal and just being myself because that's how I arrived here and that's all I have left, you know, right. and I feel like that is attracting real people back like 
Leanne, um, she just DM'd me straight up, like on Instagram, was like, yo, you're making candles all the time. Let's hang. I want to make candles. And I was like, okay. She's like, my assistant's going to reach out to you. And now Leanne is like one of my really good friends. Like we text and she's like, hey, like, what are you doing on this day? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so normal because it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's, and she's just a very real person herself. And like, that we were making candles and she had on like a Christmas album. And I was like, who is this? She's like me. And I was like, Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but like, That's hilarious. I'm like, oh, 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 you know, like I just kind of forget. And, but that we're all humans, you know? And I feel like that gets lost in everything that we're doing. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all go to bed and well, some of us and, um, you know, we we're people and, I feel like that loses its way sometimes when people um, are like, oh, L.A., you know, you're in West Hollywood. Do you see movie stars all the time? I'm like, nah. I'm like, no. What? And I'm like hanging out with someone who's on TV and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess. But like, that's not how I view them. Right. That's not who they are to me. Right. And I don't know. And so I am just myself. And I don't know if that answers the question, but like. Yeah, you know what? The, the way I think of it is like, being yourself is the easiest and the hardest thing in the world, mm -hmm. right? Oh God! It's it's like and and you know if you're yourself, you win. But in <laughs> order to be yourself, it's not easy. And I, we see this in the athlete world. We see this with, with entrepreneurs. We see it with entertainers. You know, when I was starting the podcast, I had a friend, uh, an old friend, I've known him since twelve, and he's like, Ben, if if you're just who you are, millions of people will listen to your podcast. And I'm like, well. Uh, I think that's sort of the whole objective. Like, like I saw uh, an HBO documentary on the um, what do you call him? The guy who does Larry Sanders, uh, the famous comedian. Um, uh, God, he's amazing. But anyways, he worked for twelve years to be himself. That's what he said. It took him twelve years to become himself. And I feel like you've figured it out a little bit sooner than that. And that, and it's working. It's working. I mean, I think it comes a lot of with a lot of like losing yourself too. Um, with Lyme, I was so sick and then my personality changed so much because it was neurological too. And I was like, mm, what? <laughs> and so I was so afraid of losing my weird personality and like my laid backness and my ability to just roll with things. And I realized that that was all still there. It was just buried under a lot of shit. And so now that I've gotten through all of that, I feel like I need to talk about it with people because it's so important to keep it real because when we're healing, when we're, and everyone's healing, we need to acknowledge that. You know, it's from a breakup, it's from sunburn, if it's from food poisoning, you know, whatever, a death in the family, a death of a dog, whatever, you're healing. And the sooner we can acknowledge that and let that just be, then we're all going to be so well. We're going to be living well. And like that's with my candles too. I I say the same thing where it's like you light a candle and you just feel better because it's aromatherapy. And when it looks nice, it's even better. And it didn't cost you as, as much money. That's even the best, <laughs> you know? And so like, I don't know. I just feel like that should translate through your whole life of keeping it simple and keeping it real. Absolutely. I'm going to ask a Ben Smith question right now. Okay, go. Uh, what's next? What's next for yeah, Flores Lamb? 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I'm like trying to learn how to scale a business. So that's next, um, which involves a lot of saving money and like learning how you've messed up in the past or like also, yeah, like, you know how you go into business, you're like, I'm going to put it at this price point. And you're like, oh, wait, I have to raise it a dollar or, you know, I can cut here. And so it's perfecting you know, what I can, saving money where I can and scaling for the business. And then, you know, I have um, one of my friends who's going to help me pick up wax after this. Um, she has a brand called Halcyon Hotel, which is all over Flores's Instagram right now. And she's doing um, scent experiences for hotel concepts. And what's interesting is I feel like her brand is a lot of wellness and stuff like that. And so our brands, synerg- they have like a natural synergy. And so we say they're sisters. <laughs> and so um, I think we're going to open a studio together. Now I think I know. It's just a matter of like when I can. Hot LA gossip right there. I know. Hot goss, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and I just need to figure out how to like have a place that's not where I'm living you know, and like that I pay rent on, you know, to wrap my head around it. <laughs> it's so wild. Uh, that's a that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you asked, you, t- you tell me, man. Yeah. No, look, I feel like uh, an incredible journey you've been on. Right. It sounds like 2019 is going to be a big year for you. Yeah. You have scale. You I have, know. You guys are going to open up a location, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you have to, you know, figure out dollars and cents and tough stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, well, we're gonna be here at Chance Bending cheering you guys on. Hopefully, I'll be back, and then I'll yeah, be like, "Yo, yo, back. this was 2019 rep." <laughs> you need to come back. You need to hang out with <laughs> a year from the... now. I want to hear the episode with you. Oh, I know. I'll it's be like, be yo, so when good. I was sitting here, I can't even believe it, guys. <laughs> what um, last thing before I know Ben wraps it up. What. Just speaking to people that may be in this lane, the product lane, not mm-hmm. necessarily candles, but just the product lane. Um, it may it may be someone right now, like not necessarily directly at your point, but you know mm-hmm. they've reached a certain level of success mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out how to level up. And um, what what could you say and what could you empathize with those people about like trying to figure those things out? Because I know when you reach a certain plateau, it's like fuck, okay, I'm doing this, but how do I get past this point? Like, Well, I mean, what I do whenever, okay, so the natural ebb and flow of working for yourself, doing your own thing in your own artistry is realizing that you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days where like one day you're going to be like, why did I do this? Should I get a part-time job, another job? and Or should I consult? Or should I do this? But then other days you're going to be like, yo, I just closed this big deal. Like, oh my God, you know, this is crazy. And so you're going to have highs and lows. And on your low days, just remember your high days and realize that you're going to be on the roller coaster. And if you want to be on the roller coaster, be on it. And if you want off, get off of it. And be okay with your decision either way, if that makes sense. I liked it. Yeah, that's dope. All right, Trish, this has been such a good, this has been like a really good startup review. Ooh. Yeah, you hit it. I feel like you hit it. You hit it. Uh, let's let's tell people one more time where, where to order these candles uh, for the holidays and beyond. 
um, shopfloraslane.com uh, or on my Instagram, DM me. Yeah, if you guys have questions, DM me. Seriously, I'll write back and tell you how to burn your candles or run a business or whatever you have questions about. Business advice and candle advice. Yeah. In one package. I'll be like, Google will know better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Such an inspiring story to all of you entrepreneurs out there. This is such a good one. Uh, Keep listening. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have to have you back a lot. So special guest. It's me again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So until then, we're out. We're out. We're out. We're out.